سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. I hope and pray that you're all uh, doing well and are safe on this uh, snowy Friday. SubhanAllah, what a difference a week can make in terms of the weather. This is the Qudr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in action and we're seeing it. The same scene that I was seeing last week, the beautiful sunny scene uh, and, and you know the beautiful blue sky today, uh, it's, uh, it's heavy snow coming down very quickly at this point. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all warm and safe. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. And I also hope that the first week of school uh, went well for my young friends. I know uh, it was an extended winter break. Well, partially because you were still learning from home. Uh, but this was the first opportunity to go back to school for those who wanted to uh, or were able to. Uh, so I hope that went okay. And I ask Allah Azza wa Jalla to keep uh, all of us, uh, our families, our children, our youth, uh, and of course all the teachers and staff uh, safe, I mean, Ya Rabbal Alameen, because this, uh, these new variants, these new mutations of the virus uh, are uh, starting to come into the country, and uh, they appear to be, from what we are being told, that they are more transmissible. Uh, even one mask may not be enough uh, because they, it is so contagious and can cook so quickly jump from one person uh, to another person. And uh, I remember also seeing news that there's one variant that uh, also... Um, uh, is, is not uh, being uh, uh, offered immunity from the uh, from the vaccines. Basically, the vaccinations, the vaccines are actually not protecting against that one particular uh, variant as well. Uh, at the end of the day, this is all in the hands of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. As I mentioned before, we the humanity keeps trying to catch up and find resolutions to the problem, but more and more uh, issues keep coming up. And this is all proof that at the end of the day, it's all in the hands of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Our job is to try our best. And leave for Allah the rest, and we ask Allah Azza wa Jal for protection and afiyah. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Now, one year ago, my, my brothers and sisters, uh, I was looking at my notes. So, one year ago, uh, it was February seventh, uh, I believe, Friday, twenty twenty, and I was talking about. Uh, I was looking at my my notes for my khutbah talk, and I had actually talked about the virus and about illnesses, and that is when before all the lockdowns occurred and before it actually spread in Canada, and one year ago. 200 Canadians had just been evacuated from Wuhan, China, and 630 people had died globally from the coronavirus one year ago. And one year later, today, subhanAllah, we stand at close to 2.3 million deaths worldwide. So one year ago, it was 630 people, and one year later today, we stand at close to 2.3 million reported deaths uh, worldwide. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cure all of those who are ill, May Allah Azza wa Jalla grant relief to all of those who have uh, lost uh, loved ones. May Allah Azza wa Jalla shower his mercy and forgiveness upon all of his faithful servants who have returned to him. Amin Ya Rabbal Alameen. Now many things have changed over the past year. But one thing I'd like to discuss is, after one year, is your level of happiness the same, the worse, or better? So if you compare to February 2020, beginning of February 2020, and you think about your level, your, your life at that time and your, your level of happiness. Do you find that your level of happiness has gone down? Is it the same or is there an improvement? Now, you would think that people are a lot unhappier 
with all the restrictions and the stresses related to finance and health and schooling and social restrictions and so on and so forth. But it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. It doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Even today, you will find people that are actually happy and content. Now, happiness and contentment, of course, are linked to multiple factors. And financial stability is a big one. There's no question about it. Many, many people have seen a drop in incomes over the past year and are struggling with payments, with bills, even to put food on the table in many cases. So we ask Allah to grant them ease and abundant halal risk. And my brothers and sisters, those who are not in this situation or those who are able to help, be on the lookout. Support small businesses or local community businesses. And if you suspect that someone is possibly going through hardship at this time, don't ask too many questions. Just give them. Give them a gift. Give them something to offer them support. But there are also, on the flip side, those who have had their incomes stay the same or even increase. SubhanAllah. In fact, there are people uh, in our community as well, mashallah, who are ending up saving quite a bit extra because they're not spending on many things that they would normally be spending on otherwise. You know, no vacations, uh, you know, no, uh, very few weddings perhaps, uh, very few, you know, no dinner parties, no gift exchanges, uh, you know, uh, and a whole host of other things in terms of, you know, trips and other things that we, we tend to spend on. And if you find yourself in this situation, my brothers and sisters, that you're, you not only has your income not gone down, but you actually have extra. Seriously, you should be extra grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah has blessed you in a way that many have not been blessed. Like we're already blessed, alhamdulillah, in so many ways, being in this country and, you know, having all, all these gifts of, gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this is something even extra on top of what many others have from Allah azza wa jal. So express, so my, my, my sincere advice humbly is to ask you to express that gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with extra obedience by increasing your worship, uh, your dhikr, your, your charity, your obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, research has shown that wealth does factor into happiness. That wealth does factor into happiness, but only up to a certain point. Okay, it's not endless. It's not, it doesn't mean that you know, as much the more money you have, the more happy you're gonna be. No. Okay. Gallup did a survey in the United States, and they found that well-being rises with annual income, but only up to seventy-five thousand dollars. And this was some years ago, so perhaps it has gone higher now because of inflation and so on. The average increase in reported well-being for people with incomes greater than $75,000 was null. So there was no average increase in well-being in people who had incomes greater than 75. Up to 75,000 in the US, you know, it, there was a correlation between uh, well-being and annual income. But after $75,000, it was null. In Canada, of course, that amount may be a bit lower. Now, abject poverty is something that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought protection from. Poverty in general is something that the Prophet ﷺ sought protection from. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-kufri wal-faqri wa'adhaab al-qabr. Oh Allah, I seek refuge with you from disbelief, poverty, and the torment of the grave. Because poverty itself is a type of trial as well, right? For a person, if a person may have needs, they're not able to fulfill, and then they end up in debt. And that is something the Prophet ﷺ also sought refuge from as well. Uh, so, you know, it is not a, a, a an ideal or a good situation uh, to be in that one should wish uh, to be in. The Prophet ﷺ has also encouraged working, where he said that no one ever eats any food. That 
that no one ever eats any food better than that which he has earned from his own or with his own hands. So we are, and this is in Sahih Bukhari. So we are definitely encouraged to work, uh, not to you know be couch potatoes, relying on welfare, being lazy, uh, cheating the system, cheating people perhaps, uh, and just uh, you know just just sitting around saying Allah is going to feed us and not making any effort. Because remember, the Prophet ﷺ told us uh, about tawakkul and how you know if uh, and he gave the example of birds, right? The reliance of the birds on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is something that was given as an example. But what do the birds do? They don't just sit in their nests and just sit around and hope for some food to come. No, they make the effort. They go out, they search for food. They don't know where it's going to come from, right? They don't have a plan, probably, right, of where the food is going to be. They don't know where it's going to be, but they look, they make the effort, they go out early, they search, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala feeds them, right? So the effort is always required. Nothing happens by itself. And it is a, a you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, way, tradition, his sunnah in this world that we have to make effort in order to achieve results, but the results come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the effort has to be there from our part. Now, other factors related to happiness, research shows family and social relationships. Right? Family and social relationships are a, a major contributor to happiness. Education as well, research shows, and religiosity as well. Right, All of these things play a role generally in, in the happiness and contentment of people. But my brothers and sisters, another major factor in a person's happiness and contentment are their own desires and attitudes. What do I mean by that? You see, a lot of our happiness and contentment is based on our own expectations and standards that we set for ourselves, which have nothing to do with what we have or we don't have. It's about our own attitudes and our own expectations, our own standards that we have set. It has to do with what we think we should have and we feel that we don't have. Once again, it has to do with what we think we should have and what we feel that we don't have. Okay, so a person can keep accumulating wealth but not feel satisfied. A person can keep impermissible manners, you know, hoarding even homes, right, at a time when the market is so hot and, and people who don't have homes who are renting or looking for opportunities to buy and the price keeps shooting up 10000 20000 a month, you know, and just buying homes because you can afford it and just hoarding them, right, and not making any effort to, to try to, you know, be a solution to the problem, but rather contributing to the problem. You know, flipping homes before they're even built, right? Which is impermissible because you're not allowed to sell something that you don't own, that you don't have possession of, possession of, right? This is from the hadith of the Prophet, right? And still not satisfied and keep going more and more and more and more, right? So a person may decide for themselves that, you know, some types of houses or car brands are below them. They're too good for them. They're good, they're too good for them, right? So again, that's something that they, they've made up. It's an attitude, right? It's It's something that they've come up with by themselves. Now, of course, if there's a valid reason, it's about the size or the reliability or safety or problems, then of course that's different. But to establish an arbitrary standard for oneself that is purely based on desires, right? this can also be a major barrier to achieving happiness and contentment, to say that, okay, if I have anything below this, then I'm not gonna be happy. And my happiness is only above this line. 
and I need to keep having more and more and bigger and shinier and better in order to, to continue to be happy. And you see the Prophet ﷺ, my brothers and sisters, he actively chose simplicity in everything. He didn't have to, but he actively made a choice to have less, to live a simple life in everything, right? Food, months would go by, right? Moons would go by. No fire was even lit in the homes of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ to cook food. Surviving on aswadan, right? Water and dates. The Prophet ﷺ himself living on a mattress made of straws that would leave marks, right? Straws, date palm, fiber, leaves, you know, that would leave marks on his blessed body, وسلم, tying rocks right, to, on his stomach, him and his companions to fight hunger, right? Even more so, the Prophet Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad, wa barik wa sallam. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, you know, committing. To learning from the Prophet وسلم, even in extreme hunger, right? He would pass out at times due to hunger, right? But his, that was his commitment and his contentment to be in that situation because of you know the opportunity that he had to learn from the Prophet. وسلم. So, you know, simplicity was the way of the Prophet وسلم, and his companions. Even those who were rich, it's not that there were companions who were not rich, of course they were, right? They were companions who were very rich. They were blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they spent it in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They spent it to support the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They spent it to support the community. They gave charity in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in great, massive amounts. In massive amounts, right? So they too were focused on the hereafter. So my brothers and sisters, what I was saying is, you know, looking at what others have and comparing, it will always lead to dissatisfaction, discontent. Because as they say, the grass is always greener on the other side. What's the saying? Grass, the grass is? Well, there's no grass right now, of course. It's all covered in snow. But the grass is always greener on the other side. When we look at others, oh, things look better than they actually are. And this happens on social media as well. You look at pictures, other families. You know, women look at other women. Men look at other men and say, oh, look, that family looks so happy. Oh, everything is so wonderful there. How come we are the ones who have problems? So guess what? Hardly anyone posts about their problems. People don't want to post their dirty laundry most of the time, unless they're really upset. Right? So they're just posting stuff that is good. And even that has filters on it, like physically, right? Like the images have filters, right? They're, 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 we're made to look better than we actually are. Okay, so if we look at others, what others have and we keep comparing, it's going to lead to dissatisfaction and discontent. Right? And always looking at new things as well. If you're always flipping through websites, looking at cars and, you know, window shopping, looking at houses and, you know, appliances and cars and fashion and jewelry, accessories, clothing, technology, this and that, then eventually you're going to want those things. Right? It will lead to wanting those things because, you know, you, you keep looking at them, right? You're paying attention to them. Eventually, the desire is going to grow, right? And what happens is then we're, we're not able to find joy and pleasure in the little things. Always need something big to become happy. And even then, it's short-lived, right? So the desires grow. Little things don't satisfy us. It has to be something big. And even when it's big, the joy it brings is short-lived because we constantly want more and more and more and more. So my brothers and sisters, if we stare at the dunya, we will end up wanting the dunya. Okay, just remember that. If we stare at the dunya, we will end up wanting the dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, in Surah At-Tawbah, وَلَا تَمُدَّنَّ عَيْنَيْكَ إِلَى مَا مَتَّعْنَا بِهِ أَزْوَاجًا مِّنْ زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا لِنَفْتِنَهُمْ فِيهِ Do not let your eyes crave what we have allowed some of the disbelievers to enjoy, the fleeting splendor of this worldly life, with which we test them. What is But your Lord's provision 
meaning in the hereafter is far better and more lasting. Okay, so these are the matters of the dunya. We're going to see lots of shiny things, lots of nice things. Right? But don't let your eyes crave them. Right? Don't let them crave, crave them because it's a test. Right? It's a splendor of this worldly life. It's a test for people. And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for us, the provision in the akhirah is that which is much more better and much more everlasting. Okay, so rather we look at what we need, what we need, we look at it and move on to doing something more useful. Don't stop and start staring at the worldly uh, luxuries and the things, uh, the enjoyments of this world. So in the end, my brothers and sisters, we learn that happiness and contentment is a state of mind and heart. What is it? It's a state of mind and heart. The Prophet وسلم, said, related from Abu Hurairah that لَيْسَ الْغِنَىٰ عَنْ كَثْرَةِ الْعَرَضِ وَلَكِنَّ الْغِنَىٰ غِنَىٰ النَّفْسِ That wealth is not in having many possessions. Rather, true wealth is the richness of the soul. Wealth is not in having many possessions. That is not who is truly wealthy. But rather, true wealth is the richness of the soul. So a person can have very little but feel content and rich. A person can seemingly have everything and yet still be unhappy and dissatisfied. And this, my brothers and sisters, is the concept of qana'ah in Islam. Qana'ah, taqaf, contentment and happiness with whatever Allah has blessed you with. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with, to be content and to be happy with that, not to be dissatisfied and not to be uh, you know, unhappy about it. Of the Prophet, you know, it is the dua is related from the Prophet وسلم, or at least from his companions. That Allahumma qanni'ni bima razaqtani. Oh Allah, make me content with what you have given me. Wa barik li and bless me in that. Wa alayya kulla li bi khair. And substitute everything taken away from me with something better. Such a beautiful dua. Allahumma qanni'ni bima razaqtani. Wa barik li fihi. Wa alayya kulla li bi khair. So now you might be listening to this and thinking. Does that mean that we should be complacent, that we should be lazy, happy in our current states in this world, not making any efforts for betterment? Now, I addressed this in the beginning a little bit, but again, maybe this question comes because it seems to be, you know, a contradiction there that, you know, we're or, or basically seems like the message is that we shouldn't be doing anything. You know, we should just be happy with our current states and that's it. And that's not what the message is. Absolutely not. That's not what it means. It means that be happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has will for you in terms of risk and means and things. Be happy with Allah subhanahu with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided you with. Be happy with the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with whatever risk Allah has written for you. Okay, many times people want more. Okay, you so you try to get another job, you try to you know get a promotion, you try to start a business, but it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out, or perhaps that is what Allah has willed. That okay, and those things maybe are not good for you. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to be happy with the current situation that you're in. Perhaps, right? Allah knows best. Now, if you truly need something more, because otherwise you, you, know, you and your family are unsafe, are facing hardships and troubles, then yes, work towards betterment in a halal and a balanced manner. Right? There's absolutely nothing wrong. We are discouraged from begging and from, from, you know, uh, from asking. So we should absolutely try our best in a halal way to fulfill uh, the true needs for ourselves and for our families. Okay, but this should not be an endless struggle. What ends up happening? It becomes an endless struggle, lifelong struggle. That when you reach one level, now you want to move on to the next level for no good reason. And then you want to move on to the next level, next level, 
only and only to satisfy your desires or to follow the dictates and the norms of society or your social circle. Oh, such and such person has a big house. Oh, such and such person drives such a luxury car. Oh, such and such person has this and that. Oh, I feel like I have less. I feel like I am lacking something because everyone else has it. So let me also get it, right? This is an endless, endless battle. And, and subhanAllah, it's, it's, it's prevalent in, in, in certain you know, communities and circles. And this is not the way, my brothers and sisters. This is an endless, hopeless path that is never going to give us satisfaction. We are always constantly craving more and more and more for no good reason. Okay, now another question is, does that mean that we should not be ambitious and we should not be go-getters? And, and there's actually a really good article on ProductiveMuslim.com called Reconciling Contentment Versus Ambition. Reconciling Contentment Versus Ambition. And this is an article that you may want to look up and you may uh, want to read, inshallah. Now here, so the, again, the question being that, uh, is uh, uh, is uh, is ambition something that is uh, you know discouraged? And the answer is absolutely not. Be ambitious, but focus your ambitions towards the hereafter. Be ambitious, but focus your ambitions, your energies towards the hereafter. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us, "Wasariyu ila maqfiratim rabbikum." Right? Sabiqu ila maqfiratim rabbikum ajannatin. So rush, race towards forgiveness from your Lord. The forgiveness of your Lord and towards Jannah, right? So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us He doesn't tell us to rush and run towards you know the, the, the matters of this world. Yes, He tells us that we should go out, especially like after Salat al-Jama'ah, right? Uh, uh, right? Go and search, you know, for the for the blessings of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So we are absolutely told to make an effort, right? But it is not an endless effort, a a a, a, a effort that it takes over everything, right? That's not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us, but he has told us to rush and race towards maghfirah and towards jannah, right? Unfortunately, what we find today, my brothers and sisters, that we are content with our akhirah, but ambitious for the dunya to no end. See something wrong with that equation? So content with our akhirah, ambitious for the dunya to no end. Whereas it should be the other way around, that be content with the dunya, be ambitious for the akhirah, be ambitious for doing good. Be ambitious for serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be ambitious for being a good slave and servant towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be ambitious towards serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his pleasure. Right? So it should be the other way around. So contentment in the dunya, ambition for the akhirah. Not ambition for the dunya and, content, and, and, and contentment with regards to doing good and towards the akhirah. Now we ask ourselves, you know, this is for each one of us to reflect, myself included, that how many times has our standard of living improved? But our standard of spirituality is the same. Maybe for years, for decades, perhaps it has even declined. Right? So our investments have improved, our you know, housing has improved, our technology has improved definitely. You know, the cars we drive have improved, our clothing has improved, our eating has improved, eating out has improved. You know, but Quran recitation, no improvement. Connecting with the Quran so it touches our heart, no improvement. Memorization of Quran. No improvement. Same surahs that we were reciting all our lives in Salah, same ones we we're still reciting. Huh? Because we don't know anything else. Huh? No improvement in the state of our Salah. No improvement when Ramadan comes and goes. Same. Same state every year. Huh? When it comes to our ilm, sacred knowledge, or the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran and the Sunnah and the sacred sciences, no improvement. Serving the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, serving Allah azza wa jal, no improvement. Serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no improvement. Is this right, my brothers and sisters? Is this how it should be? 
that there's improvement in everything that relates to the dunya, but there's no improvement when it all comes to our akhirah. Right? So let us reevaluate our priorities, my brothers and sisters. You know, be content with the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking care of you and you have enough to survive, live a decent life, you know, your debts are paid off and it's not for anything extravagant and you're just, you know, just living as the Prophet said, you know, you are living in the world as a stranger or as a traveler. So you're not, you know, establishing, you know, very, very super strong roots, but you're just, you know, you're getting by. Alhamdulillah. Be content. Be ambitious for the hereafter. And by hereafter, don't get it wrong. There's many ways to be ambitious for the hereafter. Okay. Including, you know, first of all, first and foremost, of course, our spirituality, our worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So the 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 essentials, right? The the, uh, the 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 clear direct ways of being a good slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also in other ways as well, right? Like building skills that benefit the community, that benefit humanity, with that intention of serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now building businesses, yes, you can be ambitious about business, but do it with the right intention. Not so that you know you become a millionaire and you know or or billionaire and be known as the you know as the best business person, but rather to serve the community, to serve the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Social enterprises, right? Great way, great way to put your skills right to use that you may be blessed with, right? Even to earn a decent living yourself and also to help others along the way, right? So with wealth, with business, with skills, with education, because every successful community needs people of different skills, with different types of educations, right? So you do all of that, but you do it with the right intentions. You don't do it simply to build your own dunya. You do it to build your akhirah. So that way you're still doing things in the dunya that you might even be doing otherwise, but now you're doing it with the right intentions, right? If you're into properties and homes, right? I mentioned that again because it's a serious problem, right? Then maybe purchasing them, or if you've already purchased them, then, you know, helping brothers, families in the community who are trying to maybe buy for the first time or not able to afford, especially today, right? Trying to create a system where you can uh, become a means of a, a solution as opposed to a cause or a contributor to the problem, right? So trying to come up with ways to redirect what you might already be doing, but to do it in a way that benefits humanity, that serves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ultimately benefits your akhirah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ كَانَتِ الدُّنْيَا هَمَّهُ فَرَّقَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرًا وَجَعَلَ فَقْرَهُ بَيْنَ عَيْنَيْهِ وَلَمْ يَأْتِهِ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَا كُتِبَ لَهُ The Prophet said that whoever makes the world, the dunya, his most important matter, Allah will confound his affairs and make poverty appear before his eyes. And he will not get anything from the world but what has been decreed for him. وَمَنْ كَانَتِ الْآخِرَةُ نِيَّتَهُ جَمَعَ اللَّهُ لَهُ أَمْرًا وَجَعَلَ غِنَاهُ فِي قَلْبِهِ and whoever makes the year after the akhirah his most important matter, Allah will settle his affairs and make him content in his heart, and the world will come to him although he does not want it. So he's not desiring it, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to send it to him. On the other hand, if he's desiring it and he's working for it only and only for it, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will just give him what has been destined for him. He's always going to be fearing poverty, always going to be in that state of. Uh, of anxiety and fear with regards to wealth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all, my brothers and sisters. Allah azza wa jal tells us in the Quran, And whoever is mindful of Allah, you will make a way out for them. And provide for them from sources that they could never imagine. Who? Right? A person who is mindful of Allah, who is 
pious towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will make a way out for them and provide from them from sources that they could never imagine. Right? It's not that they even came up with it by themselves or that they were they had dreams about it. No, they could never imagine. And provide for them from sources they could never imagine. And whoever puts their trust in Allah, then He alone is sufficient for them. Certainly Allah achieves His will. Allah has already set a destiny for everything. So Jazakumullah khairan, my brothers and sisters, let us make dua. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluh, wa lakal shukru kulluh, wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluh, ala niyatuhu wa sirruh. Allahumma lakal hamdu hatta tarda, wa lakal hamdu idha radit, wa lakal hamdu ba'da rida. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin, wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma rabbana zalamna anfusana, wa illam taghfir lana, wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Allahumma rabbi ghfir warham, wa anta khayrul rahimin. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار يا رب العالمين Oh Allah, we thank you for all of your gifts, gifts and blessings Ya Rabbil Alameen Oh Allah, please forgive us for all acts and thoughts of ungratefulness Ya Rabbil Alameen Oh Allah, we thank you for every single gift that you have given us whether we recognize it or not Ya Rabbil Alameen Oh Allah, please protect us from all types of hardships Ya Rabbil Alameen Oh Allah, please continue to bless us and protect us from ungratefulness, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please envelop us all in your unseen protection, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please protect us from all types of harms and evils and illnesses, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we are your weak servants. Oh Allah, please guide us to the straight path. Oh Allah, please make us the way you want us to be. Oh Allah, please guide us and protect us from all types of misguidance and following our desires, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill. Oh Allah, whether it's COVID-19 or other illnesses, oh Allah, please protect them and cure them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, especially our elder sister who is living in pain and weakness, our brother and sister living with long-term injuries and pain. Oh Allah, Dr. Habibur Rahman who is fighting cancer. Oh Allah, all of our elders, oh Allah, all of our youngsters, all of our brothers and sisters in hospital who are in... Uh, brothers in faith and in humanity oh allah please cure them all ya rabbal alameen oh allah please grant them a speedy recovery ya rabbal alameen oh allah please grant relief to their family members as well ya rabbal alameen oh allah please protect us from all types of uh, harms oh allah please protect uh, uh, please grant relief to all of those who are suffering from mental illnesses physical illnesses spiritual illnesses oh allah who are suffering from uh, depression and anxiety and stress and grief and all types of Difficulties, oh Allah, please grant them relief, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please protect our youth. Oh Allah, please guide our youth and our children and protect them, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please protect our future generations till the day of judgment, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allahumma hadina fi man hadayt, wa'afina fi man a'afayt, wa tawallana fi man tawallayt, wa barik lana fi ma a'atayt, wa qina birahmatika wasrif anna sharra ma qadayt. إنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم من جميع الذنوب والخطايا ونتوب إليك ونؤمن بك ونتوكل عليك اللهم أنت الغني ونحن الفقراء إليك وأنت القوي ونحن الضعفاء إليك 
اللهم إنا نسألك من الخير كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما عاذ به عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إنا نسألك الجنة وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل ونعوذ بك من النار ونعوذ بك من النار وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل يا حي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث اللهم اجعل لنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافية اللهم استر عوراتنا وأصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا وأحسن خواتمنا واحفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا ونيماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا اللهم لك أسلمنا وبك آمنا وعليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وبك خاصمنا وإليك حاكمنا فاغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما أسررنا وما أعلنا أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اغفر لجميع موت المسلمين الذين شهدوا لك بالوحدانية ولنبيك بالرسالة وماتوا على ذلك اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم وعفو عنهم وأكرم نزلهم ووسع مدخلهم واغسلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك ولا عمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم بعلمك الغيب وقدرتك على الخلق أحينا ما علمت الحياة خيرا لنا وتوفنا إذا علمت الوفاة خيرا لنا اللهم ونسألك خشيتك في الغيب والشهادة ونسألك كلمة الحق في الرضا والقدب ونسألك القصد في الفقر والغنى ونسألك نعيما لا ينفد ونسألك قرة عين لا تنقطع ونسألك الرضاء بعد القضاء ونسألك برد العيش بعد الموت ونسألك لذة النظر إلى وجهك والشوق إلى لقائك في غير ضراء مضرة ولا فتنة مضلة اللهم زينا بزينة الإيمان وجعلنا هداة مهتدين اللهم ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم أنت ربنا لا إله إلا أنت خلقتنا ونحن عبيدك 
ونحن على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعنا نعوذ بك من شر ما صنعنا نبوء لك بنعمتك علينا ونبوء بذنوبنا فاغفر لنا فاغفر لنا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء اللهم احفظنا من بين عيدينا ومن خلفنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم قنعنا بما رزقتنا وبارك لنا فيه واخلف علينا كل غائبة لنا بخير اللهم ربنا هبلنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعز والكسل والبخل والجبن ودلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم اغفر لنا وليخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم وأصلح قادتهم وأجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وقواتنا في كل مكان يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر من نصر الدين واخذل من خذل عبادك المؤمنين اللهم فرج هم المهمومين ونفس كرب المكروبين واقض الدين على المدينين واشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين Zakum Allah khairan, my brothers and sisters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. For those who are at home, please go ahead, offer four rakahs of Zohar prayer. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you the reward of offering uh, Suratul Jum'ah in the best congregation with the best reward. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Insha'Allah, we hope to see you very, very soon. Uh, tonight, insha'Allah, we're having a special joint program uh, with the Islamic Center of Oshawa. It is called The Great Reset. It will be happening at 8 p.m. online, inshallah, at kanatamuslims.ca slash live, and also on uh, YouTube and Facebook, Kanata Muslims. Um, and this will be uh, a scholarly discussion, inshallah, uh, with uh, Sheikh Shakir, who is the Imam of the Islamic Center of Oshawa, and myself, inshallah, on the pandemic and fighting certainty in these uncertain times. So please do join us for that very special program, 8 p.m. tonight, inshallah. So look forward to seeing you then. Uh, and uh, keep you safe and take care of yourselves and your families. Special salam to my young friends 
and I look forward to seeing you soon.